Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is February 23rd, 2020. How's everybody doing this fine Monday morning? This is Jay Jones Sr. welcoming you to Life 101, where we talk about life and give you some little tidbits to help get you through it. How's everybody been? Along with your Trump withdrawal, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> We're going to try to limit our talking about him today. Uh, I had a wonderful weekend. Last Thursday, I attended my daughter's final parent-teacher conference for school. She's a senior, and she's, she's graduating and planning to go on to college. And one thing, it was... What it's always been, each and every one of our teachers told me and my fiance, Miss D. Williams, about how good a student she's been, how prepared, and how they all wish they had more students like her. And to me, that really fills me with pride because a child takes out into the world how they're feeling at home. And I used to tell my late wife, Charlinda, the same thing, that how our children act in public is a reflection of us. So to hear all those accolades coming from Natalia, I was filled with pride, especially since uh, I've been doing this by myself for the last 10 years, along with the help of my fiance, Miss D. Williams. And I must admit, people out there, you want to try something hard. You want to look at death. Raise a little girl. Raise a teenage daughter. Believe me, there's nothing more harrowing. And I'm proud of the fact that I was there to help my daughter. To you men out here who shirk your responsibilities, and it's sad to say to you women that are now shirking your responsibilities, the one thing that you're shortchanging yourself of, along with your child, is is not being there. You're shortchanging yourself because, like I said, to go to this today and to to hear how good she is as a student, how good she is as a person, that just really, that's the great point of parenting. That's the reward you get. Parenting is indeed the hardest job that you'll ever do, but it is indeed the most rewarding. And you get feedback all the way each and every time your child is in trouble or not in trouble that's a reflection on what you do <clears throat> now granted at some point you can't control what your children do no more no more than you can flap your arms and fly because children have other influences besides parents the trick to being a parent is lay a solid foundation Lay a solid foundation. And sometimes that means you may have to test that rump, but do what you have to do to maintain order and control in your house and set standards. For both my children, the one thing I always told each of them, how deep I go in my pocket depends on how well you do in school. Because I have to work hard for this money, for all these special things that you want. And if you're not doing well in school, then you're not working hard. And that seemed to be a very good incentive. Plus, I have no problem taking away privileges. None. Zero. Because we have to realize we are not 
our children's friends until they become adults, until they can take care of themselves and they pay, they're paying their own bills, etc. But while you're under my rule, my rules count. My rules will be obeyed and they won't be compromised. And that's the problem I feel with a lot of families. They're too busy being their children's friend instead of being a parent. And I've, you've often heard me reference my mother. And as I'm older now, I appreciate the fact that my mother ruled with an iron fist. I didn't understand it when I was younger. But now that I'm a parent myself, I come to appreciate what she did. Not to say that everything she did was perfect and that everything was right on point. But as you heard me mention before, parents don't come with the manual, nor do children. And the one thing we have to dispel is the notion that we as parents are are perfect. The reason why we stop our children or we're hard on our children is because we're trying to prevent you from making the same mistakes that we did. We've traveled the same road you've traveled. We've cleared the way for you to travel that road. What we're trying to do is keep you from running into the same roadblocks that we did. And plus, it's just good to take an interest in your child's education because if your children see that you're interested and you're concerned about what they're doing at school, and if the teachers see that you're concerned, they will take an interest in your children. So it, it pays off. It really pays off to care about your children and be in their life and violate their privacy. <laughs> this is not your room. This room belongs to me and your mother. We let you stay here. Don't, uh, no, 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 no. Until you get your own address, everything in this house is mine, even the air you breathe, because I have to pay for it. Can you say mortgage, rent? <laughs> we love you. That's why we do it. And that's another thing. Whenever I discipline my children, or whenever I chastise them, I always end it by saying, if I didn't give a fat one, I wouldn't be doing this. And that's the truth. Because I've known many a children whose parents were lax. And growing up, I thought, oh, they've got the coolest parents in the world. But you see those same kids years later, and they're in a bag. They're, they're crackheads, tackheads, and chickenheads. So you may think your parents are being worse. You may think your parents are dogging you out. But your parents are trying to get you to adulthood and they're trying to get you there with as few bruises and scrapes as possible, because I'll be the first one to admit, I wish I had listened more to my mother and I wish I hadn't have thought I knew everything at 16. <laughs> it don't work that way. It don't work that way. And speaking about 16, I have a question. What is this obsession with age and growing older? Why is youth this, this brass ring that we try to hold on to? Why is everyone trying to defy father time? I mean, we have just for men, for, for, for us men, and, and for our beards and our mustaches. And, you know, it's a cottage industry with women. They've got hair dyes and wrinkle creams, et cetera, et cetera. Why not just grow old gracefully and be, be glad to be getting older? I mean, 
it seems like only in America do we treat our elderly as an afterthought. Why don't we revere our elderly as they are revered in, in, in foreign countries? And seriously, we as a people and this country owe a great deal of gratitude to our elderly. You know, they helped build this country. They fought in, these, in our wars that made this country safe and great. And speaking of fighting in wars for our great country, uh, there are a few fellas who are frequently in the news who've never served a day in the U.S. military because mommy and daddy bought their way out of it, like uh, your president and uh, Medal of Freedom winner uh, Rush Blowhard Limbaugh. Uh, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, your crime-fighting mayor who's going around digging up dirt when he's got a whole bunch of dirt in his own backyard, Newt Gingrich, and the like. And it's funny to me, the ones that wouldn't don a uniform for this country always get on the highest soapbox and talk about how great this country is, but you didn't do nothing to protect it. So sit down somewhere and be quiet. And for that reason alone, our elderly should be treated well and taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Because they've earned that right for the final season to be as stress-free as, as possible. Nothing angers me more than to turn on the news and hear about crimes against elderly. And not only, not only just violent crimes, the crimes where people that are entrusted to their care, how they're ripping them off and not taking care of them. Didn't you have a mother and a father and a grandmother and a grandfather? Would you want someone doing that to one of your grandparents? your parents, or even yourself. Because guess what, people? Each day that we're alive walking this earth is another day that we're getting older. And at some point, somebody may be, may be needing to, to hold your walker and, and spoon feed you. And the thing is, people, you always get back what you give. Always remember that. You always get back what you give. I mean, I'm not fortunate. I'm not blessed in the department. I have neither mother nor father, and I, need, and I don't have any grandparents either. So for all of you that are still fortunate to have your parents and your grandparents, you have indeed been truly blessed. Do not take them for granted. Appreciate them. Call. Go by. Uh, take them for a walk. Take them to dinner. Or bring them a meal. Go by and wash some clothes for them. Because seriously, as hardcore and as tough as my late mother was, I would give anything to be able to pick up the phone and say, how you doing today, Ma? Do you need anything? I'm coming over just to sit with you for a little bit. Don't take them for granted. Don't wait until you're telling the casket. You know what I'm saying? Love on our seniors, because guess what, people? We're all going to get there. You know what I'm saying? At some point or another. So you better treat them right. You better treat them right. And on that tip, I got a few tips to hear how you can live a good life to get to your senior years. First and foremost, have a good diet. Plenty of fruit, vegetables, salad. You know, and this is a big one for me. I have to lower my intake of fried foods and you got to drink the water. You really got to drink a lot of water because water's like 
like your internal oil. Like an engine needs good oil, that water is that that'll keep you lubricated. That helps your heart beat faster and everything. And we gotta exercise, people. We gotta exercise. If you don't do anything but go for a walk, you know, do some biking, lift weights, treadmill, aerobics, do something besides putting your feet up under the table. That's the big thing. You gotta be active, even. As you become a senior, I, my mother, my future mother-in-law, she stays active. She stays busy. And I always tell her you're 85, but you act like you're 65. And I hope to God I can get that way when I'm especially if I can make it to that age. And you got to take care of yourself when you're young. The late Mickey Mantle said when he was in the hospital dying, he said that if I knew I was going to live this long. I would have taken better care of myself. And he was a hard drinker and a partier and a carouser. But you, you pay the price for it, people. At some point or another, you pay the price. My lieutenant in the Navy used to always tell me, pay me now or pay me later. Another thing you have to take care of is your mental health. Seriously, you have to avoid toxic people. You have to avoid negativity of any kind. And stress, avoid stress because stress can kill you because what stress does is it just breaks down the in, your internal components. And you got to understand something. The things that you can't change, don't worry about them. Seriously, worrying and stressing is like sitting in a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but you're not going anywhere. And when you get done rocking, you find yourself tired. Seriously, it's, it's not worth it. Sometimes you got to say, forget it. And if we wasn't on radio, I'd give it to you the real way. But you do. You got to say, forget it. And sometimes you just have to walk away. And believe it or not, be quiet sometimes. Sit back and just reflect and just breathe easy. You know, as I get older, I'm a gregarious person by nature. However, as I get older, sometimes I like a little peace. I like a little solitude. I like to just sit there with my thoughts. I remember when I would be when I was in the Navy, and some days I just didn't feel like talking, and I would just be to myself, just gathering my thoughts. And nothing irritated me more than you in a bad mood today, Jonesy. What's the matter? You're awfully quiet. Uh, duh, I want to be that way. Leave me alone. I mean, sometimes you just have to take reassessments. You have to sit back and you have to look at things. That if it's not going good for you, let it go. And we're talking about toxic relationships, toxic friendships. Sometimes you have to take shackles off so you can indeed continue to fly. Another thing you have to do Find a good church to attend because spiritual nourishment is just as essential to good health as food and everything else. I mean, I go to church every Sunday and uh, I just find that it works for me. I mean, it, it seems like my week is better because you all you're not you're almost always you're going to get something out of the message that the minister is 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 preaching you're going to get something out of it that you can use and sometimes it helps you find confirmation for a situation and you just you you got to do it's it's like recharging your batteries you do you have to sometimes sit back and recharge your batteries 
I mean, if if you just run your car 24-7, at some point your car going to say, oh, the hell with this, and it's going to quit. You got to sit back sometimes and just, ah, seriously, it works for me. And finally, don't be afraid of change. Change is good sometimes. Don't be afraid of change. If you have to let friends and family fall by the wayside, so be it. Because anything that's going to hinder you from continuing your journey, you got to get rid of it. Because at the end of the day, we all will have to answer for us. And at, at some point, excuses are not going to make it. Excuses are not going to cut it. And uh, most of us who've served in the military, we found out early firsthand, when you try to pass the buck on someone else and make excuses, that just makes your punishment that much harder. And nine times out of 10, that person that you tried to pass the buck on, they got punished right with you. <laughs> so man up, woman up. Do what you got to do to make your life what you want it to be. I've always told my children, you have to make decisions that are right for you. They may not be cool. They may not be popular. But at the end of the day, you've got to do what's best for you. And something else along those lines, people, at the end of the day, you got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror. You've got to be able to look at your children. You've got to be able to look at your significant other. Now, are you going to look at them through guilty eyes or unsure eyes or through eyes that, well, I did what I thought was best for me and best for us at the end of the day? Because lots of those people that you're trying to impress and who, who, who you think is the in crowd, believe it or not, they want to be where you are because they're marveling at the fact that you've got the guts to stand alone. And stand up for what you believe in. Believe that, people. The cool crowd, they're just as insecure. They're just as unsure of themselves. But they're safety in numbers. <laughs> but you know something? At the end of the day, it's easier to stand alone. Because at some point, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. So guess what, people? Man up. Girly up. Do what you got to do. And I tell this to my children all the time. As a matter of fact, I wake up thankful every morning. And not only for the fact that I've been blessed to see another day, I wake up thankful that I've got peace, peace in my heart, peace in my soul and peace in my home. You know, those when, when you have those three things there, whew, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. You know, I, I tend to make my, I call my home the Batcave. Because if you ever watch Batman, not everybody got to see the Batcave. Because I don't want you bringing your negative energy into my home. And a lot of people do. They'll, they'll come to your home and see that you and your significant other are happy. And they'll sprinkle a little hate dust and they'll say something that they know is going to piss off your significant other. Then they'll leave. And about an hour later, they'll call you. I didn't mean to say that. I hope I hope I didn't upset so and so. Yes, you did. <laughs> because this is a tried and true thing, people. Misery loves company. 
misery loves company all day long. If you notice, people will jump on a negative bandwagon when people are talking about other people all the time. And that and the reason for that is they don't have peace. They don't have peace in their hearts. And it took me a while to get there. It really took me a while, but I am thankful for the journey because you know what? Life is short. That little hyphen on your obituary from the time from the day that you're born to the day that you leave here, it's so small. And one of my favorite songs is by Kansas, Dust in the Wind. And we are, we are, we're a drop of water in an endless sea. And do you want to spend your time on this earth trying to fit in and be like everyone else? Or are you going to spend it being yourself? I love being different. My late wife and my fiance, they had both the same assessment of me. My late wife used to call me a cool nerd. And my fiance, she says, Jay, you're this intellectual that meets this cool guy. And you know what? I love being different. I teach my children, dare to be different. Because, see, you're not going to have peace until you're happy with yourself. Until you're happy within. And sometimes, like you heard me say in the last segment, you got to say, screw people. Forget you. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. It hurts. Especially if you've had a relationship, you've got a bond. But sometimes you gotta you got to unshackle people. And you've got to do what you have to do. And you, you hear me make a lot of references to God. And it's true because... I'm, I'm 57, almost 57 years old, and I've learned you have to have a personal relationship with God. You have to have my prayer time gets me grounded. It, it helps me recharge my battery. And you got to have that. You, you got to have that. If you never take your car in for an oil change. Woo! One day that it's gonna all seize up. It's all gonna seize up. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta collectively change your inner oil from time to time as well. And another point which you've heard me say in the other segment: eliminate as many negatives from your life as you can, because most people could give a flying, flaming, you know what, uh, on your success on your journey to get ahead. They just want to derail you because they don't have the guts themselves to, to reach their heights. It's like the old crab in a pot thing. If one crab is about to make his way out of the pot, instead of them watching to see, well, how did he get up there so I can get out of here? They'd rather snatch him back down. So you've got to eliminate people, vices, and your environment as soon as possible. If you're in a toxic environment, Get away from there. You got to get away from there. And like I said, it, it, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to change. But when you've changed and you're sitting back and you're like, oh, got your hands behind your head, your feet propped up, and you're sitting back like, whew, boy, this peace and this, this non-drama living, there's something to it. But you get there by doing what you have to do. I've all, I read a, 
a quote many, many years ago, and I try to live by it. It said, winners do what they have to do. Losers do what they want to do. And that's the truth. That is the truth. You have to do what you have to do in order to survive. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes you may have to shovel a little crap. But guess what? If it's going to help you get to where you need to be, it's, it's well worth it. It is well worth it, people. Seriously, change your environment. Change the people you're around. Change your vices. And guess what? You will be living a great life. And as I've stated earlier, the key to stress-free living is one word, acceptance. Accept the things that you can't change or control. Accept people for who they are as you would want others to accept you. We can't change people. We can't change who they are or how they look. Embrace people. Embrace people for their differences. Learn to see things from a different perspective. Lots of times, D and I, we we don't you know we don't agree on everything, but you know what? I'll sit back and I'll listen to her perspective, and I'll see where she's coming from. And fellas, usually your woman is right. We as men, we operate on our emotions and how we're feeling at that moment. Women tend to be more practical. Women, they figure this might work now, but what about two moves down the road? And that's if she cares about you. I digress. You know, forgive me, but uh, I got off got off script here. But that that's that'll work. Yes, dear, and you're right, honey. Woo goes a long way, baby, baby. And like I say, you got to learn. You got to learn to listen. Be willing to listen. Listen to reason. Because we as people, we don't know everything. We don't know everything. And what you may not know, the next person just might know. What they don't know, you might know. It works, it works both ways. You've got to, and you've got to have balance. You've, you've got to have balance. I was in the Navy, and if the ship leaned too far to the port or left side, you're going to be in trouble. If it linked too much to the starboard side, the right side, you're not going to sail properly. You got to give perfect balance and that ship will flow through the water. And that's how life is. You got to find someone that's going to give you that balance. You got to find someone that's going to tell you you're full of crap. You got to find that one that's going to tell you, go sit down and be quiet. And if you're like me, I'm a very headstrong individual. I need that. And I appreciate someone that's got the guts to tell me the truth. Because, I mean, I would rather be told the truth by my loved one than for a stranger out in the street to tell me. You got to accept things. You got to love your balance. Because, see, if you try to be too controlling, that, that's a lot of work. You got you to gotta deal with mind games. You got to deal with uh, power struggles. You got to deal with micromanaging things. You know, it took me a long time when, when, when I was married to my late wife. I realized something. I said, you know, why am I fighting her on everything she says when what she says is working? I said, sit back and let her drive. And you know, it worked. 
it it, it worked. And for the you know for for seven of the last ten years, I was the sole one making decisions, and it was so so stressful. And once my fiance D came into my life, and I had somebody to bounce things off of, it got so much easier because there was that balance. There was that balance, and also. When you try to be too controlling, when you try to use fear and intimidation, you know, like that petulant child that we have in at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue now. Ooh, can you imagine what his mental health is like? Would you want to be his inner organ? I mean, would you want to be inside of him? Because, you know, everything's got to be jumping a mile a minute. And personally, I wouldn't want yes people around me because then you don't have an opportunity to grow. I mean, it may feel good to your ego and whatnot, but that's still no balance. Gotta have balance, people. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing, y'all. You know, as we're heading into the last week of this month, and we get an extra day because it's leap year, March will mark the one quarter point of this new year. And how many of you are still keeping up with your New Year's resolutions. <laughs> you know, I stopped making them decades ago because, you know, it, it, it's too hard. I just resolved myself to trying to be better in the coming year than I was in the past year. You know, my family and I, we have a tradition. Every And it's we've been like this since 1974. Uh each new and New Year's Eve, right when midnight strikes, we're praying. We're on our knees. We're praying and thanking God for letting us see the new year. And the one thing I always ask God, I say, Lord, if you're not going to give me anything else, let me maintain what I already have. And with that, people, I'm trying to tell you, be thankful for what you have. Don't sit around being and moaning about what you don't have. Be thankful for what you do have. A lot of people take for granted a roof over their head, uh, food in the refrigerator, clean clothes to put on, shoes on your feet. Don't take any of that for granted. And I say all that to say this, you know, each year you should try to want to be better. You want to try to leave some kind of mark. I mean... If I were to die today or tomorrow, at least I can say I raised two good, decent children. At least I can say I'm leaving a wonderful fiance behind and I'm leaving behind children that loved me and who are going to make a difference in this world. You know, the other day I was leaving out a store and I actually looked up and I thanked my mother for teaching me how to be pleasant and be decent. Because you may not believe this, people are more apt to deal with you when you're pleasant. But when you try to take your anxieties out on them, they're going to take theirs right back out on you. And I guess my question is, what are some of your priorities for 2020? What are you doing to make them happen? And what are you going to do? To, uh, well, here's something that works for me. And I learned this from my late brother. He used to always say, little brother, write things down. Write things down and cross them off 
or you may go back to that list and you're going to see that a lot of the things you've wrote, written down, you'll be able to cross off. DNI, we wrote, we've got a list of things that we wanted to do leading up to our getting married. And it's amazing that subconsciously we've accomplished almost everything on the list because we gave ourselves a starting point. Because you'll be surprised. You'll go back and you'll pick up that list where you wrote all these things down and you'll be like, wow, I did that. I did this. I did that. It don't hurt nothing. It, it really don't hurt. And like I say, the things I tell you people that, that, that I'm hoping are listening to me are all laboratory tested. See, I'm of the old school. Don't talk about it if you're not being about it. You know, and a lot of people do. They'll talk out the side of their neck and don't have a clue as to what they're telling you. But everything I tell you is laboratory tested and I've lived it. I've lived it. The one thing about getting older, you do learn. And there's nothing worse than an old fool because an old fool was once a young fool. So. Listen, people, because like I said, that's why we call this Life 101. I'm not going to tell you nothing wrong. Or as I tell youngsters when I talk to them, I'm not going to tell you nothing I wouldn't tell my own two children. Because guess what? If each of us can reach one, teach one. That's how, that's how this country is going to stay great. We don't have to make America great. It's already great. We've just gotten away from the core principles that make us great diversity, loving one another, communication, talking to each other, embracing each other. That's 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 what makes us great. You know, uh, my, my D and I, we attended a different church. And I told D, I said, you know what's so beautiful about this? I say, 50 years ago, this wouldn't have been happening. Blacks and whites worshiping in the same church. That's what makes us great. When we, when we can be together for a common goal, that's what makes us great, people. Don't listen to all that other stuff. Because at the end of the day, we all got blood. We all got a heart. We all got capillaries. If we don't get air, we're all going to die. And negativity, bigotry, racism, that smothers our air, people. Do yourself a favor. Teach your children to love. Teach your children to care about another person. All you've got to do is go into any doctor's office and look at a plate of toys. You'll see children from every race, creed, and color standing there playing together. And nine times out of ten, they're laughing and smiling. Don't shortchange your children, people. Love on each other. And this broadcast, I have to tell you, I do this one very, very bittersweetly because my good friend and my dude who has made this possible, Mr. Tommy D, he's about to leave us, but he's on to, he's doing what he got to do. I got much love. I got much respect for him and I wish him well. I wish him really well because uh, I thank God he didn't become a member of my club. I really do. And we sat in this room one day and we prayed together. And that was such an awesome experience for me. That was one I'll never forget. And my man, Godspeed to you. 
this is not going to be the same without you. <laughs> it's really not going to be the same without you. And guess what, y'all? I'm tearing up here and I'm and I and I can cry <laughs> and I'm all man. <laughs> Take care, everybody. It's been lovely talking to you today. If you got any comments, questions or criticisms, hit me up on my Mr. J Facebook page. Look for the red 1970 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible and tell me what you're thinking and feeling. Once again, goodbye to you one and all. Take care. Peace. <laughs>